And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Monday. Casey Disclare here with Coach Brian Colley. We've got a fun show coming your way, man. We've got so much to talk about throughout the course of the show. But first, before we get into the meat and potatoes, let's uh, thank some of our sponsors and do a little bit of housekeeping. We want to thank the Blue Boot Foundation for their support of what we do. Also, Golden Motors, where price is priority, located on Highway 3235 in Cutoff. Dufresne Building Materials experience the Dufresne difference with eight locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Belchase, Luling, Slidell, Araby, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. We thank them all so much for the support. And then also, we have an announcement to make. The Raging Cajun is ready to spread some holiday cheer. Tune in each weekday to KLEB 1600 AM and 102.7 FM from 6 to 1130. So, the hours before we get on the air for a chance to win a free $25 gift certificate from Rouse's Markets. Listen for the hog squeal soundbite, then be the fifth caller for a chance to win a $25 gift certificate. The promotion will air December 4th through 15th. This promotion is brought to you by our friends at Rouse's Markets. Prizes will be mailed to winners. Coastal Broadcasting is not responsible for prizes lost in the mail. Join Rouse's Markets Bourbon Society to be the first to hear about limited rum, bourbons, and new releases. Sign up today. Cheers at Rouse's.com via email to learn more about bourbon brands. Get your holiday bourbon baskets and hard-to-find bourbons at retail prices at Rouse's Markets. Hog squeal? You think Buddy Miller's just doing that on his own? You think he has a sound effect? What? Uh, no sound effect. No uh-uh. sound effect. But he's just yelling and screaming. That's why he's kind of hoarse after each show. <laughs> Look, we had state championship games. We got Lance Crochet joining us at 11.45 to talk some um, – you know what? I'm not even going to lie. Lance is a Cowboys fan. We're going to just be bragging about the Cowboys for about 10, 15 minutes. He's also the Central Lafouche baseball coach. We'll be a little light on the Trojans and we'll be a little heavier on the Cowboys because how about them Cowboys? Get a win over the Philadelphia Eagles last night. I'm waiting for you to cash out your end of the bet. You're supposed to do the same thing that I just did. I'm just looking at trucking off. He's got <laughs> Say again now. What I you lost the bet. I'm waiting for you to cash out your end of the bet. Oh, that's true. How about them Cowboys? That's good enough for me. <laughs> the Cowboys get a win. Lance and I will be talking about that in the next segment of hey, the look, show. There's a lot of Cowboy fans uh, in the area. They are. Uh, I mean, I was surprised. A, a good, good bit. Yep. I'm, they, we are a uh, very good school system. We got a lot of smart people in this area. It's 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 wonderful to see. We crowned eight state champions in the Superdome, and let's talk about all eight as we had some very interesting games. Division one non-select on Saturday night, the nightcap. Rustin proved me wrong. I didn't think Rustin was going to beat Zachary. Shame on me. Rustin gets a 31-17 to win over Zachary. Rustin really never struggled in the game against Zachary. Um, Tradez Green, the big um, tight end commitment to LSU for Zachary, made some big plays, but Rustin mostly kept him in check. They controlled the game at the line of scrimmage. They get a 31-17 to victory. They were the number one seed, and it's crazy. They were almost out in their first playoff game. Westgate almost beat these guys in the first playoff game. All they did after that was get back on the horse and have three straight decisive victories. It's Rustin who wins the state championship in Division One non-select. Kind of quietly went under the radar despite being the top seed. 
They were unbelievably good this year. They didn't lose a game all season except in week one when they lost to Warren Easton, but they ended up getting that one via forfeiture later on. But Rustin brings home the title. And you talk about a great year. How about this? Forfeit went over Easton, beat Jesuit, beat Lafayette Christian, beat Neville, beat Alexandria, beat West Monroe, get into the playoffs, beat Westgate, beat Walker, beat Mandeville, beat Zachary. That's one of the most impressive That's, seasons that I've ever seen. And I think Easton had beat them. Yeah, Easton beat them in week one, yes. The game got Showed reversed to forfeiture. Easton was. Yeah. It, it, but yeah, what a great season. That's some, uh, some tough schools that they played. No doubt about that. So congratulations to them. A game that we saw on Friday, Opelousas gets a 26-13 win over Cecilia. Opelousas has 16 returning starters on a junior-heavy team. Um, offensively, they were not that impressive, right? Very bare-bones, very basic. They're just kind of power-running, big old physical running back, big old physical offensive line. Defensively, they were ridiculous, man. And they get into the playoffs, Opelousas does. They allow six points in Week 1. Shut out in week two, 10 points in week three. They allow 20 points to North DeSoto, the number one seed in the semis, then 13 points in the finals. So nobody scored more than 20 against them in the postseason. They were the one team this weekend that kind of kept to that defense wins championships moniker on what was an offense heavy week in the dome. Opelousas gets the win over Cecilia in Division Two and brings it home. Is there running back a senior? Opelousas? I'm not sure. They got 16 of their 22 back. Well, I'll tell back. you what, if he's coming back, Dude, the thing that stood out to me about them was their um, their defensive size, but their speed within their size. Like, it's one thing to have just a bunch of big 300-pound dudes on the line of scrimmage, but when they could all run, <laughs> it makes it awfully tough. Cecilia Diesel Soleri had been running roughshod through everyone in the bracket. He never really was able to get going. Also a junior, by the way. I saw he put on social media, hey, man, this offseason is about to be crazy, ready to rock and roll. I could see the Solari kid, and I was telling this to Jarrett Roser, a buddy of mine at the Dome. He's like 5'9", he's like 175, 180. He's going to end up getting the 190, 200 pounds. I could see him doing exactly what Julian Gums did, which was he was a quarterback his whole career at De La Salle. He's going to sign with a smaller school like a Nichols or something, be a running back, and I could see him being a star running back at the next level. You know, no doubt. And look, Opelousas had a great game plan. They controlled Cecilia for the most part of that game, and they never let Cecilia's offense get in a rhythm. They yep. always were forcing them into some long-distance downs, and they did a great job, and they, they deserved to win that game. Yep. They, 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 uh, they outplayed Cecilia, and uh, in the championship game, they deserved it. Yep. Division three non-select Union Parish in one of the more dramatic endings that we have seen to a game in years. They get a 36-35 win over St. James. Union Parish trailed 35-28 to with like two minutes left. They're a run-heavy team. They had to go the length of the field to score. They did. They hit some big runs, hit a pass or two. They did. And with 11 seconds left, their head coach makes the decision to hell with overtime. We're going for the win. They line up in a power eye, which is not a formation look that they had given St. James throughout the game. They easily get in. They win 36-35 to over the Wildcats. Your heart breaks for the Wildcats, a quasi-local team that made it to the Dome and was just 11 seconds short. But Union Parish was the better team on that one particular two-point play. They punch it in, and they win the Division Three non-select state championship. Boy, the cojones to go for two there, but it paid off big. The Formers win the championship. Yeah, it was uh, – look – 
you were mentioning off air about offense defense. You uh, and let, I think it's Coach Lasang had said that you you need to have. I think you need. Some, you need you need your best dudes in in the secondary and also at wide receiver these days, bro. The way the game is being played, these kid these these teams in the dome could score. It's ridiculous, man. Yeah, and look, uh, Union Parish, they uh, when they came out, we spoke about. I think Saturday we talked about it when they came out that game. It, I said, oh my God, this is gonna be a long game. They ground pound, they just pounded, pounded you, pounded you. But St. James uh, did a, a great job of uh, making adjustments and. I came across so impressed with the coaching staffs yeah. uh, during these games, just how calm they can remain and adjustments that they will make. And they uh, and you can hear them talk, and that's why uh, it, was, it was impressive. It was. It was very, very impressive. Division 4 non-select won't spend as much time. That game was played on Thursday. We talked about it a little bit. Uh, on Saturday, Oak Grove got a 62-36 to win over Haynesville. Lopsided, but, man, you score 62 points in the championship game. You're cooking with grease. We go to Division One Select. That game was played on Friday night. Catholic High of Baton Rouge gets a 55-31 to win against Acadiana. Acadiana's a run-heavy team, man. And when Catholic got ahead of them early, they were chasing it. I know they scored 31 points, but they just couldn't get any stops. Catholic High was moving up and down the field, passing the football, throwing the ball down the field vertically. And what some think is maybe the best bracket in the state, it's Catholic who gets a 24-point win in the state championship game and brings it home. Yeah, those uh, higher classification games were pretty solid, too. And uh, Catholic or Baton Rouge? Yes. Yeah, like I. Oh, I – uh. I wonder if we're going to hear that this afternoon. Oh, I'm sure you will. <laughs> Division two select. St. Thomas Moore does what is very difficult to do. They beat the same team twice. They beat Lafayette Christian in week 10, overcame an early double-digit deficit, and ran 35-21. to 21. All right, Did I say that right? St. Thomas Moore beat Lafayette Christian 35-21, to 21, doing the same thing that they did in week 10. They beat them twice in one season, get a two-touchdown victory, St. Thomas Moore, another one of those teams that could stake a claim for being the best in Louisiana any classification, didn't lose a game this year, beat Alexandria, Brother Martin, Catholic High, Turlings, Westgate, Lafayette Christian. When you get into the playoffs, you beat Estruma, St. Michael, Shaw, and then Lafayette Christian again. What a resume to go undefeated. St. Thomas Moore maybe the best team in the state any class. And when you hear these coaches speak after the game, they all have a, a common – factor involved and when they, they're talking about their team is that of course they know the hard work but they all bought in they, yep. from, from day one and some of them went in detail to explain the the uh the hard work and what they did work and uh it's and the coaches put in the time away from their families the players uh, the time away from their families and friends and uh, that's what it takes casey yep. uh, you, you have to put the time and the hard work in and if you do, the results uh, could be very positive for you. Division three select St. Charles Catholic falls to Calvary Baptist 34 to 28. Calvary Baptist wins the state championship. I was telling you guys this before we got on the air. St. Charles led 28 to 27, had the ball roughly uh, two, two and a half minutes left. Fourth and short in their own territory. They're faced with the, the decision of, hey, do we go try to get this yard? And if we do, we're victory formation, taking a knee, winning it all. 
Do we punt the ball, play defense, risk giving them the ball back, but they would have to go a long field? They opted to go for the win, got stopped, gave Calvary a short field. Calvary converts the short field into a late-game touchdown, and it's Calvary Baptist that gets a 34-28 win. In hindsight, looking at it, it didn't work, but obviously if you get the yard and a half, two yards, and you get the first down, it looks like a great call. Extremely difficult decision goes Calvary Baptist's way as they win the Division Three state championship. And I really think more coaches than not would go for it on offense to go ahead and let's win the state championship right here. One or two yards what we need, we get it, we just we win the state championship. And still, you miss it. You, you still got a pretty darn good defense, and it's a short field, but you can rely on your defense, but it didn't work out for St. Charles. But I think most coaches probably would have uh, – Going for it, let's win it. Division four, select the last bracket with Southern Lab getting a 42 to 35 win over Riverside Academy. We talked about that one on Saturday. Southern Lab um, was again back and forth. They were trailing at one point. They score late. They get a 42 to 35 win. So eight games that were very entertaining. Eight games that really, I, I was actually doing this math the other day. Six of the eight games were decided by two touchdowns or less. Um, so we got some competitive action in the Dome, and it was great to see the kids were shining bright um, and the fans were treated to a good show. We saw about a game and a half worth of it. Uh, but, boy, uh, some really, really good games, and congratulations to the eight teams that won it all and also to the eight runners-up. There's nothing to be ashamed of finishing second in, in some of these amazing brackets. Yeah, I, I didn't see the attendance on uh, for the, the three-day event, but hopefully uh, it was it turned out. I know uh, – for the first game on Friday, they have both teams brought a good yep, uh, a good sure crowd, and, and second game too. I think St. James brought a, a heavy crowd there, so hopefully the attendance was up. And it's a uh, it's it's a good event for these kids and to shine and to play in the Superdome. And like we were mentioning, it was loud Friday. Yeah, and just think on a Sunday. Oh, well, maybe not this past. Yeah. Well, I mean, cheering, <laughs> booing, booing's loud too now. <laughs> we'll get to them a little later on. Let's first catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Lance Crochet. He is the baseball coach at Central Lafouche. Sir? Let me give you one quick score again. Okay. We just, uh, Coach Polky text. Okay. Yeah. What's uh, up? The LCO girls play second place in the Raceland tournament this past weekend. Awesome. So, uh, shout out, congratulations to the LCO girls basketball team, second place in the Raceland tournament. Awesome. Happy to hear that. And uh, congratulations to uh, Coach Shields and the staff there doing an excellent job. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, we are going to get to Lance. Uh, we're going to – I'm not even going to lie to you. We're, we're not going to talk a whole lot of baseball with Lance. Uh, it's play-by-play. Play. We'll be right back after this. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Friend Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called DoFriend Easy Buy? Come see us at DoFriendLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the DoFriend difference. Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. 
Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackets. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, Galliano. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Remember, water safety isn't just for the summer months. Water safety is a year-long commitment to our family and friends as well as our community. A few safety tips to remember. Be mindful of children when there is any water around, whether it be pools, ponds, lakes, bathtubs, or the bayou. Keep all bodies of water secure with fences, gates, and covers when not in use. Drowning does not discriminate. It happens to people of every age and swimming ability. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from the Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. True story. Yesterday, didn't have a whole lot to do. So I said, you know what? I called my business partner, Abby. I said, Abby, what are your kids doing today? She said, oh, no, nothing much. Uh, so I said, all right, let me bring them to the swamp. So I went and I got, well, I called my niece and my nephew, and we went to the trampoline park because I wasn't about to watch the Saints from cover to cover. As I get to the trampoline park, I see our next guest, who is also at the trampoline park, Coach Lance Crochet. So, Lance, good morning. How we doing, man? How are them, how are them joints today, bro? You were jumping up and down like a maniac. You must be sore as heck today, my man. Is it? Oh, Lance, do you hear us? Oh, we don't hear him. Um, okay, well, we're having phone issues again, apparently. All right, yeah, let's let's uh, let's hang up. I, I... trying to have Lance on, but our phone lines apparently are not working. Um, don't know what went on there. He could, he should be able to hear us. Don't know why we didn't have him, but. Okay, uh, well, that's a bummer. We can maybe try to get him back. Um, Truck, if you're listening anywhere in the building, we may need some assistance to try to get the phone rolling. Um, but no, we, we had Lance on, uh, or I, I talked to Lance yesterday over at the the, uh, the trampoline park, and he was having a great time with his family, and we certainly uh, look forward to um, maybe talking some football with him. Let's see. Brian's trying to square him away. All right, let's try one more time. Let's see. Okay, now we'll go to the phone lines, and we'll try to have Lance on. Lance, good morning. Do you hear us? Nothing. Lance, do you hear us? Nothing. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Um, our phone lines may be down. We'll, we'll try to get that situated. And Lance, if you are able to hear us, I apologize in advance. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, uh, we'll. I guess we'll just have to uh, ixnay that. I, 
I, I get on a cowboy fan as a guest and suddenly the phone lines don't work. I'm starting to think this isn't a coincidence. Brian, what did you do? You pulled some wires and unplugged some things. Hmm? I'll tell you about uh, one o'clock. I'll tell you. <laughs> now? Lance, do you hear us? Oh, okay, well, we, we got him. He, he hung up. We'll try to get him one more time. Um, yeah, he's the baseball coach at Central Lafouche. Does a wonderful job. He's, um, heck, in year one, they had a really, really nice season. We're going to uh, try to get him squared away and try to, to, to get him. So we're going to try one more time. See if the third time will be a charm. Lance Crochet of Central Lafouche. Let's see. Coach, do you hear us? Nothing. Okay. Coach, do you hear us? Hello, I can hear you. Hey, we got Lance Crochet of Central Lafouche on the line. Coach, sorry about that. We've had all sorts of technical issues. I was saying earlier in the show, man, I saw you at the trampoline park. You must be sore as heck today, my man. I am sore, man. Oh, my arm is sore, too. I'll, look, my arm's probably not as sore as Dax from last night, but it's pretty sore. You led into the next thing I was going to say. Um, I didn't even realize you were a Cowboys fan until I saw you at the trampoline park rocking the Cowboys blazer. How about them Cowboys rolling past the Eagles last night, dominating the Eagles last night? I had you on today specifically to brag about our football team. It was a show last night. That's a statement. That's a huge statement. They didn't score one offensive touchdown. And it, if Dak takes a step up to his right instead of back to his left, they don't get the fumble that they scored a touchdown on anyways. Look, so they literally couldn't have beat. It's really hard to win an NFL if you don't score touchdowns offensively. They could 95% of games they probably wouldn't have won last night against anybody all time. So that's good whenever you can do that to the number one team in the league. No doubt about it, dude. Look, man, uh, I, I've been saying all week last week that I thought when the Cowboys played the Eagles in Philly, I thought we outplayed them. Just had some bad luck. You know, the guy gets stopped at the half-yard line on the fourth down play. Prescott's foot scrapes the out-of-bounce line on the two-point conversion play. The Eagles fumbled three times in the game and just so happened to recover all of them. Uh, man, 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 uh, they didn't get the breaks yesterday, though, did they? Not at all, not at all. I tell you what, the DBs played great, man. The running backs did enough to, to get the ball moving. The only thing I saw that from us, a couple high passes by Dak that potentially could lead to interceptions. But other than that, man, it was a clean, clean, about as clean as you'd want your football team to play. Beautiful stuff. Now let's talk some Trojan baseball. Uh, you guys are working hard. It's December 11th. We're near that time of the year where you guys are going to be Starting to really get after, kind of after the holidays and, you know, the, the, the next year flips over. You guys are, are getting really close to the start of the next year. How are things going over at Trojan Land, brother? It's going good. It's going good. We got our, uh, our stuff in this fall. We had a lot of guys active this fall with, uh, with other sports and pushing them to play other sports. You know, it is in our area. Uh, we should be able to share athletes and freaking develop these guys and, and the ultimate competitors on, on, in different sports. Uh, we had a lot of guys play some fall baseball, probably more than Central Lafouche ever had before in, uh, <laughs> in the history of the program. We had a lot of guys involved, which helped us because we needed a lot of experience. So some of the extra stuff we did last year during the week, we kind of dialed back a little bit and had guys play in some more baseball. Uh, and then they've been rolling in the weight room and, and the speed agility and quickness stuff at the school. They're doing a great job of that at the school. 
Uh, and we got every single one of our players enrolled in that. So it's looking good for us, man. Yeah, no doubt, man. Look, I, I want to ask you about the facility renovations, dude. I know you've kind of kept me in the loop of that since there was just an idea, but now it's not an idea anymore. You guys are going to be adding a, a an awesome extension to the, uh, the the facility out there down one of the lines. You know, some indoor cages and some different things. Tell us about the vision and the plan, and, dude, that that's super special, and it's going to help your program a ton. Man, we're a 5A school, and we're competing for – we say we were coming in here and compete for state championships. We, it's hard to do that if you can't practice when it rains. Where do we go? What are we going to do? I mean, we have – multiple baseball facilities in our area, but I'm not having our guys drive up LA-1 or 308 to go hit in Thibodeau when it rains. So it, it wasn't feasible for us to be, have a good area to practice. We have a superior band program uh, here. Whenever it rains, they're usually in the gym and stuff like that. I don't want to impede on anybody's, anybody's stuff or the way they're doing things. So we went out there and raised the money in our community, and we were able to put together something with some businesses and uh and wind up coming out with a 40 by 120 facility down the left field line uh, at Elmo Broussard Field. That'll help us. It'll never stop us from being able to get our work in. There'll never be an excuse. There'll never be a mispractice or misworkout. When summer ball games get rained out, like last year was a bad summer ball season, we go into work because there's a lot of 1v1 stuff we can do in there. Uh, it's big enough for our pitchers to face our hitters live in four different areas at the same time. So we just wanted to put our guys in the best position to continue to develop without stopping it. Because if you miss five practices a year or six practices or full practices a year, then become your senior year, you know, you don't miss the first four weeks of a practice of practice anyways. So we didn't want our guys to be like that or be put in that position, and we want to give them every single opportunity to develop to be the best that they can be and the best that we can be as a team. That's amazing, dude. Kudos to you. I know it took a lot of hard work and a lot of buy-in from the community, but that's an unbelievable thing, man. Um, let's talk about this. Coaches tell me all the time the difference between year two versus year one is like night and day. Year one, you were kind of laying that foundation. You guys won some games, didn't quite get to the postseason where you wanted. Year two, has it been easier so far in that transition? Uh, I, being around the guys, the guys understand what we want and how – we do things, and, and really, we can add in more. It, it's, look, we got the cake. Now it's time to put some icing on We got the foundation laid. Now it's time to build that house on it. Uh, we built a really strong foundation. Uh, and, and the biggest thing moving forward, man, is it's, it's, in this day and age, you got to communicate. And we communicate so well with the players. The players communicate well with us. There's honesty and trust there. Uh that helps us establish what we wanted to establish, and now it's just putting in all the extra stuff, the knickknack stuff, the the stuff that becomes automatic on the field, uh, and then the demand for it to be a high level practice every practice. That stuff was all coming natural to our guys now. Oh, that's awesome, man! Tell us a little bit about your schedule. Are you guys going to play a very difficult uh, non district schedule, or who's some of the teams that you are looking forward to facing? Yeah, we start. Uh, we start. Uh, first week we have. Go to St. Aug. We play Morgan City here to open up the season. Go to St. Aug, and then we got a three-game series again uh, with Covenant Christian, which should be a big one. Uh, then we have uh, – we're moving out. Week three, we go out out west. We got in the ERAS and North Vermillion Tournament. 
this year we're going to stay overnight at that. That way, 2020, what, 2025, we can go to the bar tournament and start seeding ourselves there and playing against the top teams in the state uh, that aren't in the Catholic League. Because we stay in the Catholic League tournament. We help post that one, Gerardo, as well. We're in that week four. Uh, but the week three tournament could be a good one for us because I didn't want our first time going out west or staying overnight in a hotel with a team for it to be at the biggest of tournaments in high school baseball just because we need to introduce our guys to that. So we take a nice little trip to week three to Erath and North of Megan, play against some of those teams out there. We got four games, uh, stay over, two games on Friday, stay overnight, two games Saturday, and come home. Uh, the following year, we look to go to the Barb tournament that same week. So that was kind of like the plan with that. Uh, throwing a blank on week two, but we do. Uh, we play Jesuit, Holy Cross, and all them again. Uh, we were supposed to host Catholic at that, kind of like we did last year at our place. Uh, let's see who else we got. We got a big game here uh, March 5th on a Tuesday night, which is probably a game in the area, us versus Vanderbilt Catholic. Uh, and then we head down to South Lafouche this year. Uh, I'm trying to think what other tournaments and big stuff we got. Uh, St. Michael's comes to us for a double. They, they took two games from us last year. They come to us this year, um, and we host West Feliciana as well. We're trying to challenge our guys and get our guys built up to compete day in and day out against the highest of levels. Awesome. Uh, and, and that's where we're moving. Coach, talk about the numbers of your programs. Do you, uh, will you have enough kids to field a freshman team? Uh, yes, sir. We, uh, we have over 40 guys in our program. Wow. We have 11 freshmen. 11 to 12 freshmen right now. Uh, we've had some more reach out that want to try out. Uh, we're going to be getting that done right, right and early, right before Christmas time next week. Uh, we have a full JV. And we have a, I mean, the varsity has its 15, 16, 17 guys. We also have, we have enough guys in our program where we play a JV and varsity game in at Central Baton Rouge this year, and that same day we play a freshman and JV game at Vanderbilt. So we'll be able to split split guys and have four teams on that day. Man, that's incredible. That's great to hear. Look, brother, I knew I had to have you on today, especially with the way the game went. Thanks so much for the time. Go Cowboys, baby. Yeah, hey, shout-out to Uncle Jay and them ain't that he's been bragging about. All right? How about them Cowboys? Yes, sir. That is Coach Lance Crochet with Central Lafouge doing a great job, as always. Brian was trying his best to break the phone lines, but it didn't work. We were able to get Lance on, thankfully. And that's a true story. I was at the trampoline park yesterday being a good uncle, and Lance and his family walked in. But that dude was jumping and doing flips. <laughs> Saying, I know you're going to be sore tomorrow, brother. Sounds like he's in some pain. But uh, it's always easier after you beat a rival by 20 points at home. You didn't know? Uh... You didn't jump? No. Oh, no. I know better than that. I knew I had some steps to climb today. (laughs) (laughs) I knew better than that. Um, Before we catch a break, interesting quote was just made by new Tulane football coach John Sumrall from Troy, who lands at Tulane. How about this? We are going to make the college football playoff, and we're going to win the college football playoff. We're going to sell out this stadium every time we play in it. Strong words. Don't know that they're going to win the national championship, but strong words. That's good to hear. That's good to yeah, hear. I mean, uh, 
I just like the part about selling out the stadium. Yeah, let's start there because yeah. that's been a bit of an issue. But um, yeah, they just got some high hopes that then he's going to win a national championship during his time at Tulane, and we'll see how it goes. Look, I, very very rarely do you have a move that most people are in consensus about. But I haven't seen anybody be like, oh, man, that was a terrible move. Like, most people seem to agree. Like, hey, this dude's pretty damn good. So, looks like Tulane got a pretty good one. And it was quick. <laughs> they did, it was very quick, that hire. Yeah, no doubt about that. Let's catch a break when we get back. I'm going to be yelling and screaming about the New Orleans Saints. They won yesterday. I don't give a damn. The Saints are a mess. We'll be talking about some of those things in the next segment. It's play-by-play. Play. We'll be right back after this. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Friend building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system? called Dufresne Easy Buy. Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackets. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Remember, water safety isn't just for the summer months. Water safety is a year-long commitment to our family and friends as well as our community. A few safety tips to remember. Be mindful of children when there is any water around, whether it be pools, ponds, lakes, bathtubs, or the bayou. Keep all bodies of water secure with fences, gates, and covers when not in use. Drowning does not discriminate. It happens to people of every age and swimming ability. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from the Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. I lied. I jumped the gun. I said we were going to talk the Saints in this segment. We're not. We're going to talk some high school basketball because we'd be remiss if we didn't mention some of the things that happened over the weekend. We'll get to the Saints a little bit later in the show. We'll talk some Jaden Daniels and get some W's and L's. On Saturday, we had a bunch of high school basketball around the area. Um, we'll start with, you know what, ladies first. Let's start with the girls. On the girls' side of things, HL Bourgeois gets a 52-33 to win over Ellender over at the Hanville Tournament. So a good win for Bourgeois against an Ellender team that's kind of struggling a little bit. Over at the Hanville Tournament, Hanville shows why they're one of the lead dogs in our 5A district. They get a 53-49 to win over Edna Carr. So great win for the Lady Tigers. How about this? Kudos to Coach Cassidy Barrios. 
Her Terrebonne Tigers got their first win of the season. They got a 40-15 to win over Morgan City over at the Centerville Tournament. So congratulations to Terrebonne for getting a W. Morgan City, we just told you they lost to Terrebonne. 3A, EDY did not play on Saturday. 2A, Homa Christian hasn't yet started their season, and we didn't have a girls' result in single A. But for the boys... Whew, we got uh, E.D. White on Saturday getting a 71-27 to win over Grand Isle. So E.D. White makes the road trip to Grand Isle and stays undefeated on the season. I'm a little interested. E.D. White's undefeated. Boy, they hadn't played the strongest schedule so far, but they are undefeated. I'm going to be interested to see when their schedule stiffens up a little bit, what it might look like for them, but they go to the island and get a win. Over at the Gene Simmons Invitational Basketball Tournament, we were there Thursday and Friday. Didn't catch anything Saturday because I had some Nichols obligations. Central Lafouche gets a 71-43 to boys basketball win over Ellender. Uh, Gage Griffin had another just crazy good game. Let me pull up the stats here for Gage. 30-plus uh, points. I'm having a hard time finding it on the phone, but 30-plus points for Griffin again. I didn't know Gage was playing. Evan, sorry. <laughs> I get those two confused. Yeah, Gage is not playing, and that's why I couldn't find it, but I searched in my phone for Gage, and it was Evan. My apologies. Evan Griffin with 36 points. I'm sure Gage doesn't mind that I gave him 36 extra points in his high school career because he was a heck of a high school player, too. Central Lafouge gets a 71-43 to win over Ellender. Evan Griffin gets 36 points. I'm just giving you some grief. because. Oh, no, no, no. I want to make sure I get that. I confuse those two all of the time. Um, yes, want to make sure that I get that right. Santamont gets a 71 to 50 win over Destrahan. Destrahan is struggling in the early stages of the season. Dude, we've got a debate and a discussion, and I actually rank the teams every week for uh, some different things that we write about. But HL Bourgeois got a 76 to 38 win over Patterson at their home tournament. I saw, we both saw Patterson. They're really good. You're beating them by 40. Whoo, the Braves got it rolling. And they play Vanderbilt on Friday. And I think that game is going to decide who's the early lead dog in our area because the Bourgeois Braves have been a little sick and, you know, some runny noses and some flu and some different things there. But if you're beating Patterson 76 to 38, you are a really, really good basketball team. That was an extremely impressive result there from the Braves. Look, HL was uh, those young guys from last year. They're starting to learn the game uh, more as far as position-wise go. When they press, uh, it's effective. They are shooting the basketball much, much better than what they did last year. And up-tempo type, they want to score the basketball as soon as possible. Uh, When they're on, they're going to be tough to beat. There's just no doubt about it. They got – a presence on the inside now where they, they work hard on the boards. And I, I think when they have it all together, they, they're going to be a tough team to beat. Coach Cayouette has been saying all season, and they look, they played some great teams to start the season. Yep. And he's been saying it. They're going to be pretty good, and uh, you'd have to agree with them. Yep. Yeah, they beat Patterson on the road close on Monday and then just walloped him on Saturday. Terrebonne went undefeated at the um, Gene Simmons Classic. They got a 55-36 to win over Central Catholic. Terrebonne continues to roll. Central Catholic, um, rough start for them. You're a 1A school. Your football guys are still a little nicked up here and there. You start out the gate with three very quality 5A opponents. 
Good win for Terrebonne because Central Catholic is going to win some games. It is far from all she wrote for them. They're going to get healthier. They're going to get a little more experience and a little more seasoning. Central Catholic is going to be A-OK. I was impressed with them in, in the last couple of days. Yeah, we spoke about them Saturday morning. They're going to get better and better uh, when they get their legs under them. And when they heal up from some of these injuries that they have, they got some guys that's not even dressed out yet, injuries from football. And uh, when Benjamin Case is back at 100%, He's gonna. Uh, he's a. He's a weapon, and we spoke about it watching him play. I think he shoots the ball better under pressure than uh, when he's wide open. Sometimes he, he. And it makes it tough to guard. And when you get up on him and try and play him tight, he can penetrate. He gets. He handles the basketball well. He can get to the basket. Or another thing he does well, he finds the open man, yep. and they got some other guys who can shoot the ball. Yep, they certainly rally around him, and what's crazy is he's, he's very much so still an underclassman. Franklin gets an 82-30 to 30 win over Assumption. Look, just early results, and based on some things that we're hearing, Assumption seems to be a little down this year, and they have gotten beat up on in the early stages. Franklin beats them by 52 um, Morgan City played two games on Saturday, and they split them. They lost to Catholic of New Iberia 62-38, to but beat Centerville 82-52, to so Morgan City splits a few. Uh, Vanderbilt Catholic falls to St. Thomas Aquinas over at the Brother Martin Tournament 67-64. to St. Thomas Aquinas is usually a top 28 team, so no shame there. But listen to this, man. Interesting score here because there are some local teams that play this school. Belchase. They're usually not one of the better teams in the New Orleans metro area. Well, this weekend, and they're off to a strong start, but this weekend they reaffirmed that strong start. They got a 68-64 to win against Salmon. They're coming to the E.D. White tournament soon. Bell Chase is really good, man. They've, they've rattled off a bunch of wins, and when you're beating Salmon, that's high cotton. That's a great win for them. Yeah, Bell Chase is 7-3 and three on the year. Right Seven now. and three on the year. So if any of the local teams play and beat them at the E D White tournament, you're gonna be getting a ton of power points. And look who they lost to Slide L. No shame in that. South Plaquemines, who Vanderbilt has tonight. Yes. And Sarah T. Reed. Yes. By three. And two A, no home of Christian, one A. We already told you about Central Catholic uh, losing to Terrible. So that's a reminder tonight we do have our first Rendition of the ESPN 100.3 Game of the Week. We are going to be at Vanderbilt Catholic watching the boy Terriers take on South Plaquemine. Vanderbilt is coming off of a weekend where they went 1-2 and two, but lost to some of the big dogs in the state. South Plaquemine is off to a strong start to the season. They have, let's see, they got a couple of wins on the year. They well, I'll just pull up girls, never mind. They got more than a couple of wins. They got a bunch of wins on the year. So should be a good one tonight. Vanderbilt's starting to get healthy. They were kind of in that same boat. They had a couple of guys missing from football. They're starting to get healthy. They're awfully powerful. And um, be curious to see how they fare tonight against a South Plaquemine team that has some good wins on the season, including a win over that Bell Chase team we were just talking about. So it should, should be a lot of fun out in Homa tonight. Yeah, looking forward to uh, going out there and bring the, the area, the region, some uh, more high school basketball games trying to uh, just branch out a little bit, and hopefully we can uh, make this a, a yearly thing where if we can get some support for it and uh, we keep uh, keep it going. But looking forward to tonight, I think it's going to be a good uh, ball game. Casey, early on in the season, which school, which team uh, surprised you the most? Good or, or, or I don't want to say bad, but 
I I was not in expectation of Terrebonne being this good again after losing um you know the big almost seven footer and winning twenty plus games, but they're still really really good. Um, I'm surprised that Assumption's losing by thirty and forty points every game on the other end of things. So yeah, those would probably be the two answers that I would give on the positive side. Terrebonne's still really good, one of the teams to beat locally, and Assumption seems to kind of be behind the eight ball a little bit in 4A. Yeah, and I'm looking on the, the other end, Destrahan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 0-7, I think it is. Yeah, that's been a rough start for them. Yeah, we kind of got word that they're, uh, they don't have as many football players that came out, and they're gonna uh, they struggling right now. They're playing some good teams, but to see a Destrahan team like 0-7, you don't see that often. Something tells me they're still going to be uh, pretty athletic and that by the end of the year they're going to be a tough out. But, yeah, you're right. It has been a really, really rough start for them, and they've lost to some quality competition, but they've also lost to some competition that they probably in normal years would, would take care of. Yeah, and they're coming to the tank on Friday. Joy. <laughs> Something tells me they'll have a, extra, a few extra football players and everything by that game. But, anyway, let's catch a break when we get back. Um, we will talk about the New Orleans Saints. I would say we would do it this segment. We uh, put it off for one. We'll talk about the Saints. They got a win against Carolina yesterday. Did what you had to do, but it was still just messy, man. We'll talk about some of those things. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985 868 0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about Home Health Services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. mentioned yesterday it was not around the television much we went out to the trampoline park didn't watch a whole lot of the Saints game but I did watch it back after but true story I leave kind of the little lounge area and go to where the televisions are 
And I thought I saw a typo because in like the third quarter, I saw on the screen, Carr, 6 of 13, 32 yards. It's like, what? That's not right. Like, there's no way he was playing that bad, right? Oh, no, it was not a typo. The Yesterday was one of the worst quarterback games that I've seen in a dog's day. Uh, the Saints got a 28-6 to win over Carolina, thanks in part to some special teams, thanks in part to the fact that Bryce Young is awful, uh, thanks in part to the fact that, you know, you ran the ball a little bit better, but New Orleans gets to 6-7, and seven, and really no one cares because... <laughs> Uh, the dome was mostly empty after the game. Dennis Allen did all the Dennis Allen stuff and promised everybody rainbows and butterflies that are never going to come. And during the game, we see Derek Carr take a sack and he's like trying to fight his offensive lineman. That's probably not a good idea. I mean, those are the guys that are trying to not get you concussed for the third time in a month. They have to get separated. Dennis Allen says, ah, it's no big deal. Things happen. And Ashley got angry with Catherine Terrell for asking the question. So, yeah, the Saints win, but they win in a game where they barely get 200 yards of total offense. They win in a game where they forced a bunch of turnovers. At the end of the day, you did what you had to do, but there's nobody that's buffaloed by this. You were 3 of 10 on third down. You got 207 yards of offense. Your quarterback was god-awful. Like, this is, this is a team that beat Carolina only because they suck less bad than Carolina does. Yeah, look, uh, a couple of things. Carolina is not a very good football team. Bryce Young stinks. Uh, Andy Dalton must be terrible. Worse than last year because if he can't play over Bryce Young, uh, Derek Carr is still He's a brat. not going to – Get you championships in New Orleans, and that's what you you want to you playing for. Um, yeah, you 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 beat a bad team. A bad team beat a bad team yesterday. Uh, at least Dennis Allen realized we're gonna play better against different teams. Yes, <laughs> of course. And uh, yeah, he Derek Carr is just kind of a, a brat, and I, it just it, Casey, it's it's uh. I don't see this many uh, much with other teams. Maybe I'm not watching enough other teams, but like, okay, Jimmy Graham, he he did well. Okay, he he, he made a great catch. Mm-hmm. He got him a couple of t- was it two touchdowns? I think yeah, it was yesterday or just one, one, two catches, sixteen yards, and a score. All right, then the amount of people that just went up to him and congratulate him like he he uh, like he was just. Mentioned like he just made the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, I mean, they celebrate the littlest. That's how bad this team is. They uh, celebrate the littlest things and it just, they, they blow it up and like he's supposed to do that. After the touchdown pass to Olave, Derek Carr ran off the field like he had just won the Super Bowl. And I was like, dude, what are you doing? 119 yards passing yesterday, two touchdowns, one interception. I understand. Yeah, you're missing Michael Thomas. You're you're missing Rashid Shahid. Well, Michael Thomas is never going to consistently be available to you. And in the NFL, injuries happen. The fact that you were not even able to get 250 yards of offense against Carolina and the fact that you only won this game because Bryce Young is somehow worse than what you are. He was 13 of 36 passing, which is god-awful bad. Like, oh, my God. And, and it was at home. Sort of, because the dome was mostly empty. 
Um, but oh, hey, all is well. Everything's good because Mickey Loomis won his 200th game as yeah. the general manager last night. So we were celebrating, and Dennis Allen was tweeting, oh, it's not about uh, how you win, it's who you win with, and talking about how great their locker room is. And it, it, It's a charade. It's a charade. They're playing the Giants this coming Sunday. It's another game at home that you probably should win, though I'll say this, New York has been playing a little better lately. You're going to get your butt beat by the Rams on the road. You're going to get your butt beat by Tampa on the road. And then the Atlanta game's probably going to decide the season in Week 18. I just don't see it right now, man. This, this is a team that's just not playing very well on the offensive side. And when they face real defense or real offenses on the other end, their defense gives up points now, too. I don't see it. Yeah, and you know, these, some of these people, well, Derek Carr did what he had to do. to He managed the game and didn't go and lose it. And it's like, man, he didn't manage any game that – he, he played bad against a bad team. You can't – if that's what you're expecting him to do, Yeah, you, you're not going – you're not you're – not, bottom line is you're not winning championships with him. And you're going to play him next year just because he's getting more money? I mean, you they made a mistake, I think. And I, at the time, I didn't think it was. I, I thought he would come in and – Better be better than what he was. And look, I, I get it. The offensive line is not the best. He has injuries. Uh, they don't run the ball enough for Derek Carr to be successful, and um, all these things. But my goodness, I mean, we're gonna have another year. Oh yes, you uh, another year just be, just because the, you know the, the money. And look, I'll uh, I'll go a step further. You win this division. You're going to get another year of somebody else, Bubba. They ain't firing a dude who, who goes to the playoffs. I, I can tell you that right. If the Saints win the NFC South, big dog's coming back. And, and I don't know that the fans would be very receptive to that. But Dennis Allen, I think in these next four games, if he gets the Saints into the playoffs, if they beat Tampa somehow, if they beat Atlanta somehow, he's going to get it. He's going to retain his job. He's going to be back next year. Uh. They have to play better for that to happen, first of all. Oh, they're going to lose to New, New York, York if they don't play better than they did yesterday. But there are levels to bat. Carolina's at the floor. New York is at least competent, right? New York could could beat you if you don't, you know, if you don't absolutely play your best. Like they're capable of getting a win. The line is six in favor of New Orleans. But Tommy DeVito, as bad as he is, he's not as bad as Bryce Young. They got some weapons. They got Saquon Barkley. They're not as bad as Carolina is. They're going to have to play better this coming Sunday to win. And at times, the defense played okay. But at times, they had receivers open. He just, Young overthrew them, underthrew them. I mean, uh, yeah, they got to play better. And it's, uh, yeah, I kind of watched the game. I was doing some some other work and I, like, not even paying attention half half of it um let's talk about the bills and the chiefs we've got some w's and l's to hand out um later and i know somebody who's getting an l but buffalo gets a win i think Buffalo's a sleeper to win the super bowl despite some struggles and then despite you know this curse stuff that i'm always joking about since they oh, made now it's a joke yeah it's yeah i didn't mean any of that <laughs> yeah um they got Joe Brady now calling their plays. Their offense is better. Kansas City, to me, looks like a team that is in disarray. We could all blame Taylor Swift. It's not Taylor Swift's fault. No. Um, it's the fact that they don't have any other weapons besides for Travis Kelsey. They don't have very good wide receivers. 
their offensive line is aging a little bit. They don't have a premier running back. They are just not as explosive as they used to be. We'll talk about the offsides thing when we get to the W's and the L's, but just sheerly in terms of personnel, the Chiefs just look lost. They don't look like a very good football team right now. And I know they hung around and they didn't get blown out by Buffalo yesterday, but the whole way that I was watching it, it looked like Buffalo was head and shoulders a better team than they were. Yeah, uh, I think Buffalo got uh, refreshed energy with Joe Brady calling the offense. I think that um, rejuvenated that that offense, and they uh, they have been responding to them as of late. Tampa Bay beats Atlanta yesterday. Atlanta blew it. Surprise, surprise, they always blow it. They had a late lead. Baker Mayfield goes all the way down the field. Who's the best team in the NFC South? Who's going to win the division, New Orleans, Tampa, or Atlanta? Uh, I'm I, I'm gonna say Tampa. I think Tampa too. Um, I, they, the Saints got to go to Tampa. That's gonna be tough. They never play well over there. Yeah, I would. I would think that Tampa would be the favorite. Um, but God, all of those teams are pretty bad, man. <laughs> well, here's the thing. It and I get it from a Saints fan's perspective. You know, a lot of folks won't agree with this because it's the situation that the Saints are currently in. But why do we still even? seed the teams by division why should new orleans or atlanta or whatever who's going to finish seven and ten or eight and why should they get home playoff games that's ridiculous man why do we still do that i don't know but years a couple of years back same thing they had some teams were back then with 16 games with seven and nine i think it was well like last, last year tampa bay wasn't good they hosted dallas in the opening round yeah it's i don't get it i don't get one it. team oh i don't see the giants maybe but Ended up winning a couple of playoff games. There are 12 teams. Listen to this. 12 teams in the AFC. 12. That would be leading the NFC South right now. <laughs> it just goes to show, man. It's unbelievable. And obviously, you can't get 12 teams into the AFC playoffs. So there are going to be teams that are going to miss the playoffs that would win another division. It just, then, just doesn't feel right. Then Dennis Allen's going to tell his team in the locker room, hey, you're back in first place. Well, no. Yeah, technically you're no. not. No. You're not cuz if the playoffs were in, you're not in. First cuz you uh you had some bad losses. Do you want to hear a stat that's going to blow your mind? The Saints at 6 and 7. And this is why I think that the Eagles are a fraud by the way. I don't think the Eagles are one of the best teams. I think that something's missing. I've been saying it all year. They've been winning close and having some clutch stuff, kind of some flukish stuff here there. I don't think that they're as good as Dallas or San Francisco. I've been saying it all year. The Saints have a better point differential than the Eagles do. The Saints are plus 24 in terms of they've scored 24 more points than they've allowed. The Eagles are plus 21. The Saints Ooh. have a better point differential than the 10-3 and Philadelphia Eagles. Isn't that something? Man. This goes to show that maybe there's a little bit of oil leaking out of that tank in Philadelphia. Let's catch a break when we get back. We'll talk about Jaden Daniels winning the Heisman Trophy. And then at the bottom of the show, we'll get to our W's and L's. we got some LSU women's basketball stuff to take care of also. As uh, Coach Mulkey has run one of the girls out of the program. Well, I say Coach Mulkey's done that. No, the young lady ran herself out of the program. Coach Mulkey enforced some rules. We'll discuss all that and more. It's play-by-play. -play. We'll be right back after this. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? 
Come see us at DoFriendLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the DoFriend difference. Remember, water safety isn't just for the summer months. Water safety is a year-long commitment to our family and friends as well as our community. A few safety tips to remember. Be mindful of children when there is any water around, whether it be pools, ponds, lakes, bathtubs, or the bayou. Keep all bodies of water secure with fences, gates, and covers when not in use. Drowning does not discriminate. It happens to people of every age and swimming ability. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from the Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive-through. No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! Welcome back to Play by Play here. We have had a fun show today, and we've got about 30 minutes left to spend with you. We want to thank the Blue Boot Foundation, Golden Motors, where price is priority located on Highway 3235 and Cutoff. Dufresne Building Materials experienced a different difference with eight locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Belchase, Sluling, Slidell, Araby, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. We thank them so much for their support of what we're doing. Uh, Jaden Daniels wins the Heisman Trophy. He becomes the third LSU football player to win the Heisman Trophy. Um, it was a fairly lopsided Heisman vote, but it was actually the closest Heisman vote. And I think they said the last decade was the last couple of years. It had been some runaways, you know, where there was not a whole lot of drama. Uh, but Daniels had the third best PFF, which is pro football something. I don't know what it stands for, but the third best rating or the third best season of any other player that had ever won the Heisman trophy. So he was historically good this season. Um, for an LSU program that now could say, hey, man, if you're a quarterback, come to us. We've had two of the last four Heisman Trophy winners, uh, with Joe Burrow being the last one, of course, and then now Daniels. Um, Daniels, again, was asked after winning the Heisman Trophy, will you play the bowl game? He said, man, bro, like, I'm just trying to enjoy this. Like, ask me later. I don't think he's going to end up playing the bowl game. But, boy, talk about a remarkable turnaround. This is a guy who, in 2021, his last season at Arizona State, had 10 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. He wasn't playing well. People were kind of wondering why. Didn't have a great team around him. He was dealing with some family issues. He lost some relatives to COVID, whatever it may be. A lot on his mind, a lot on his heart. But he gets to Baton Rouge and was good last year. 17 touchdowns, three interceptions, 885 yards rushing. But then he put in the time over the offseason, and they actually talked about it during the Heisman Trophy ceremony, is that he got with Brian Kelly in like July or August and was like, Coach, 
or a little swipe because every LSU player has a little swipe card that they could unlock the doors to the football facility. But those swipe cards are turned off from like 11 p.m. to like 7 a.m. or whatever. Jaden Daniels went to Brian Kelly and said, Coach, can we, um, you know, rig up my swipe card so I could get into the building at 5 a.m.? And he got into the building at 5 a.m. every day working with his receivers, working on his technique, working on his footwork. And my God, did he ever get better. This dude was night and day better this year compared to last. He, in my opinion, head and shoulders was above everyone else up in consideration for the Heisman. Kudos to him. He made it happen, and he becomes the third Heisman Trophy winner in LSU history. As far as the voting goes, I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, if you would have a vote, is it one vote or do you vote? I think that you like give them like six or seven in a in an order, and then like you you maybe get like ten points for first, eight points for second, whatever, and then it becomes a point. But I, I do, yeah, I think that you're asked to rank players like from one to ten or something like that, and get okay, get like first place votes and stuff. Yes, and I think I read this where. Daniels on uh, a few or several ballots was, did not even get votes. Which, which is so How can nice. it happen? Well, at first, I think there were 40 or 50 people who didn't even turn in their ballots. So my, no, they, they should be off. Thank you. But we had Ollie Gordon, a running back at Oklahoma State, get a first-place vote. I don't even know who that is. Cody Schrader, the quarterback at Missouri, got a first-place vote. You watch Missouri a lot. Do you think that their quarterback should have won the Heisman? No. Blake Corum, the running back for Michigan, got three first-place votes. And, yeah, Corum's pretty good. I could actually maybe even see that one a little bit. J.J. McCarthy, their quarterback, who I don't think is very good, got a first-place vote. Marvin Harrison Jr., who wasn't even the best receiver in the country, got 20 first-place votes. Jalen Milrow, who was god-awful for 65 70% of the season, Got four first-place votes. See, I, I don't know what these people are looking at when they're making these decisions. Uh, because to me, it's pretty clear. It was either Daniels, it was either Penix, or it was Bo Nix. I don't know where any of these other jokers are getting consideration. Jordan Travis at Florida State got eight. I could kind of get that one. But, man, some of these. Ali Gordon, Oklahoma State, dude, the most college football fans never even heard of, gets a first-place vote. What are we doing? And let's see if you get three votes. They had, I'm talking like 30, 45 or so people did not even have Daniels in their top three. If, if they get three votes, if they get four, it's worse. Mm. Or even five. Mm. How can, that, that is impossible. As people that aren't watching the games. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's people that are just not watching. They're not paying attention. Um, I thought Jaden's Heisman speech was was very succinct very to the point it was not as emotional as joe burrows was um i liked the fact that he sort of apologized to lsu fans for not winning a national championship i thought that was very classy i thought the fact that he thanked all of the support staff he even went to the custodians who clean up the dang football building thanked them um i'll say this dude with the way the nfl has changed where we see more run first guys the jalen hurts is in the lamar jackson's having some success this dude throws the football down the field better than those guys did. If he could add a little muscle to his frame and learn to slide and not take so many hits, um, this dude got a chance to be a really good NFL player. And I saw a draft analyst the other day, and I don't remember who it was, but they said Jaden Daniels is the sleeper of this draft and that he should be in consideration for one of the top picks, if not the top pick. 
New Orleans, if you're on the board at 10 or 11 or whatever and he's still there, I like this kid. I like this kid a lot, and I think he's going to be a good NFL player. I really do. I just I still don't know about NFL. Yeah? I mean, some of the things, obviously, he did on the college level is just I don't think he would no, do no, you can't you can't run for 1,100 but, yards. But. Uh, yeah, he, he's got to get some muscle on him, no doubt. Just, But, I mean, the touch he puts on the ball is amazing. Where, uh, And it's not just one game. It's consistent. Where, the, and how, go back and look how many the corner of the end zone. Not look, these receivers did a heck of a job catching the football, but the placement of that football consistently throughout the year was uh, was remarkable. Some more LSU news. Um, Kateri Poole is no longer with the LSU women's basketball program. Kim Mulkey announced that yesterday. Poole was kind of on that Angel Reese sabbatical when Angel Reese went out. So did Kateri Poole. Angel Reese was brought back. Poole was not. Poole was a contributor to last year's national championship team. She didn't do a whole lot of scoring. She only averaged four and a half points a game. But she did a lot of grunt work and a lot of dirty work. And she was a good three-point shooter, so she was able to help stretch the floor. She averaged, uh, she was shot 45% from the, the three-point line. Um, and Coach Mulkey said yesterday after an 83-53 to win over Louisiana Lafayette, she said, quote, she's no longer with us. And then she would not comment on whether Poole's departure was a dismissal or a mutual parting of ways. But then she did clarify that she won't be with the team anymore for the rest of the season. So the Tigers lose one piece. It's a role player. It's not a big deal. But on top of that, they do get a 30-point win yesterday and continue to play well. Angel Reese was exceptional yesterday at 20-plus points. So whatever locker room stink that they had, they're starting to clean out the closet a little bit. And um be curious to see if we ever find out the full story of what exactly happened. Yeah, probably won't. But can you imagine at some other schools that you get a, a big NIL deal with one person? And I, I, this is just the beginning of some uh, locker room issues well, throughout the country. I saw this today on social media, and I'm going to find it again for you so that I make sure that I shout out all the details and all the, the, the talking points correctly. Um, Southern Miss is going to be, is it Southern Miss? Let's see. Nope, not Southern Miss. It is Georgia, Georgia Southern. There we go. Georgia Southern is going to be hosting. Listen to this. This is just unbelievable. The sign of the times. Georgia Southern is going to be hosting Cole Swindle, which is a Swindell. I think it actually is. It is a famous country music artist. He's going to be having a concert Saturday, April 20th over there on their campus. Proceeds for the con- for the concert are going to the Eagle Nation Collective, which is the NIL fund for Georgia Southern. Jesus. They are holding a fundraiser to try to raise money so that they could better NIL um, offer these student athletes. Isn't that crazy, man? Like we're going to LSU is going to end up starting a damn lottery. <laughs> Well, my question, where did Gord Brooks go to school? I don't know. Where did he go? I don't know, because if he does that <laughs> wherever he went to school, that school's going to have some money. Dude, it, it's crazy, the sign of the times, man. Um, the, the transfer portal is, is an auction. I mean, everybody's in it at the end of every season, and a lot of the guys end up just going back to their original schools because they don't find greener pastures. But And it's just starting. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to get out of hand soon. Well, two things that stand out to me 
And we're not going to learn about this until 10, 15 years from now. A, are these college athletes that are making millions and millions of dollars, are they paying taxes properly? Does Angel Reese know that she's got to give Uncle Sam a big chunk of that $1 million plus money? I don't know that. Two, if a player signs a deal with someone, and in the fine print of that deal, it says, hey, this is contingent upon you staying at such and such university, and then they transfer. Are they liable to lawsuit? Do they have to pay back the money that they received? And if they can't pay it, pay it back, are they again, you know, at risk to for legal actions? Like, there's a lot of layers to this that people don't understand and don't realize. And I know when I was 19 years old, I wouldn't have been ready to make those types of decisions. And I get that there's some adults who are helping out, some agents who are helping out. Agents are slimier than slime. Yeah, some are helping out. Some are helping themselves out. So this that's where I really think that a lot of this is going to end up backfiring in a lot of different situations because I don't think that a lot of these people are signing their name to something that they fully understand. God, it's going to get ugly. It, oh, it is going to get ugly. Let's get our W's and our L's in the next segment. We'll catch our final break. It's play-by-play. Thanks for listening on KLEB. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. State Bank and Trust Company has provided Cajun banking served just the way you like it for now 70 years. State Bank offers a wide variety of modern conveniences without having to sacrifice that personal touch that we all know and love. So stop by today and get a taste of Cajun banking and be met by a smiling, familiar face who loves our area as much as you do. That's State Bank and Trust Company, still standing strong after 70 years of loyal service to our community. Get ready, Greater New Orleans area. The big one, the Great Southern Gun and Knife Show, is coming for two big days only this weekend at the Pontchartrain Center on Williams Boulevard. Show hours are Saturday 9 until 5, Sunday 10 till 5. Hundreds of dealer tables available. Full of guns, knives, ammunition, holsters, gun, books, camouflage, jewelry and related items. Hunters and collectors, this big show's for you. Buy, sell, trade, or just spend the day browsing. Ladies are especially welcome. Admission is just $10 for adults and $2 for children ages 6 to 11. Sorry, no one under the age of 18 admitted without a parent. Got any guns to sell? Be sure they're unloaded and bring them to the show. Thousands of buyers will be there. Instant background Checks available for gun purchases. The big one, the great Southern Gun and Knife Show, March 19th and 20th. Show hours 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 5 on Sunday. Come to the Pontchartrain Center on Williams Boulevard to exercise your right to keep and bear arms. While you're there, be sure to register for the $50 restaurant gift card. See you there at the big one. Sure as shooting, don't miss it. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in LaRose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Playing some Hulk Hogan music here on Play by Play. 
Casey Jisco here with Coach Brian Colley. It's time to get to our W's and our L's. Our first W goes to, oh my God, Shohei Otani. Otani signed a 10-year, $700 million contract with the Los Angeles Dodgers over the weekend. I don't know if that is going to pay off for the Dodgers. I don't know if that's going to go well for the Dodgers, but I know this. I wish that I would be in demand so much that I could sign a 10-year, $700 million contract. You get it, though. It makes sense. They're paying three fifty for the hitter. They're playing three fifty for the pitcher. Um, man, that's crazy, crazy money being spent by the Dodgers on a generational talent. We'll now be curious to see if it pays off for them in the long run. That's not guaranteed, right? Guaranteed. Is it? $700 million. <laughs> Ooh. Now, what? what is not going to – like, he's not making $70 million a year for 10 years. They have deferred this. He's going to be getting paid by the Dodgers for the rest of his life. But still, $700 million in one contract. Absolutely unbelievable. A weekend L goes to a $500 million contract, which is Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is whining like a little baby yesterday after they lost to the Buffalo Bills 20-17. to They do a hook and ladder, a play that they thought was going to score them the game-winning touchdown, but Kendarius Tony was offsides. Mahomes um, is yelling and screaming and needing to be restrained and just throwing a temper tantrum, acting like a complete brat. After the game, he goes to the field and shakes Josh Allen's hand he didn't say, hey, bro, good game, great win, see you later in the year. He said, uh, bleep and bleep, referees, bleep and bleep, and then just walked away. Stop acting like a brat, dude. That's not A, you were offsides by a yard. It was not close. You were offsides by a yard. A real quarterback would look at his receiver who's a yard ahead of the line of scrimmage and say, yo, jackass, back up a little bit, much less throwing a temper tantrum like that. And he said, and this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard, he said that that call is going to taint the legacy of Travis Kelsey because now this great play that Kelsey could have potentially been part of is no more, and it hurts the Hall of Famer. Cry me a river. Line up on sides. The officials got it right. Stop crying, man. What are you doing? Yeah, you saw Josh Allen's reaction. Like, dude, kind of look at what, what's wrong with what you? Are you talking about? Yeah, what? Uh, hopefully, the NFL finds Mahomes. He was out of control at the end. Yesterday. Yeah, they need to find him. But will they do it? Who? Probably not. But. Yeah, it's uh, you you as a penalty, clear as day. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't close. It wasn't a fifty fifty call. It wasn't a judgment call. It was not close. Um, let's see, W's and L's. We to, oh, yesterday we gave a W to. How about them Cowboys? Dak Prescott very good again. Though he did have the big turnover and gave the opponent seven points, he was very good. Twenty four of thirty nine passing, two seventy one through the air. Two touchdowns and no interceptions. Prescott continues to play very well, and he is now the NFL favorite for MVP. The Atlanta Falcons get a, an L because they the Falcons the Falcons are winning in the fourth quarter of every game that they play, and they find ways to only win half of the time. They were leading late, twenty five to twenty two. They let Baker Mayfield go down the field and score the game winning touchdown. I I'm not a Falcons guy. But I, if I were, man, that's got to be a stressful place to live because, my God, every Sunday they find ways to do things that cost themselves success. They had a chance to grab control of the division yesterday and just gagged it away. Unbelievable. That's a couple of times where they score with maybe a minute or so left and they allow the other team to come down and, and win. Weekend L goes to Kellen Moore and the Los Angeles Chargers. 
when the Dallas Cowboys fired Kellen Moore, I put on social media, congratulations to the Cowboys. You are now serious about winning. Everybody like, oh, man, the Cowboys were number one in offense. It wasn't Kellen Moore's fault. <laughs> the Chargers are 5-8. and eight. They got beat 24-7 yesterday by the Broncos. Kellen Moore is not a good coordinator, folks. He is not. That Charger offense has got night and day worse since he has been there. Um, boy, I admit when I'm wrong, but I was right on that one. A W goes to Zach Wilson and the New York Jets. Zach Wilson, remember earlier in the week we were giving him a hard time because he was saying, yeah, I don't even know if I want to play this week, even though the team came to him and said, bro, we need you. Well, Zach Wilson played maybe the best game of his career. They beat the New York, uh, they beat the Houston Texans 30 to 6. He had 301 yards passing, two touchdowns and no interceptions. So out of nowhere, Zach Wilson showed up and played pretty damn well. Good on him, man. That's surprising. Yeah, he he was he was incredible. Um, and L goes to the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers for the second straight week lose to a god awful football team. They were seven and four and were in good position. They don't have their quarterback right now. Mitchell Trubisky's playing, but they get beat by New England twenty one to eighteen. There's some whispers that Mike Tomlin's going to be available this offseason, that he doesn't want to be in Pittsburgh anymore. Tell you what, uh, oh. if you were in the market for a coach, uh, that wouldn't be a bad one because he, he's he's a really good one. Um, the Steelers drop one to New England and Belichick. Tough, tough, tough. How many uh, – <clears throat> well, look, we're getting down to the end of the season with four, like four games left in playoffs, but how many coaching spots do you think will, head coaches uh, will be up into this year? Let's, let's pull up the list of teams I could tell you right now. New Orleans doesn't have the stones. Um, so for those wondering, there's my answer there. New England, I think Belichick's going to go somewhere else. So that's the only one in that division. In the north, maybe Tomlin. Everybody else is safe. Everybody has a winning record. In the south, I could see Vrabel replacing Belichick in New England. So that would be three. In the west, the Raiders are going to have to make a move because they have an interim coach right now. They've already fired their guy. Staley is going to get fired with the Chargers. That's five. NFC East, I don't think Ron Rivera is going to be back with Washington. That's six. NFC North, I think everybody's safe. NFC South, Carolina's got to find a guy. They've already fired their guy midseason. If Atlanta doesn't make the playoffs, I could see them firing Arthur Smith. That would be nine. New Orleans, Dennis Allen on the fence. I lean towards saying they'll bring him back, but that could potentially be 10. And then in, in the West, McVay, every year it's a question, is he going to be back? Is he not going to be back? Is he going to retire? So we're looking at maybe a dozen That's jobs. Amazing. And, and you know what that means is that, okay, let's rank some of these jobs. If, if let's say the Saints do fire their, their coach and you're competing with 10 or 11 other teams, why would anyone choose New Orleans of the top candidates given their situation? That could potentially be kind of a sticky situation there. Hey, weekend W, man, I hate to do this. Hate to do this. Weekend W goes to LeBron James. The Lakers win the play-in tournament. LeBron James and the Lakers dominated the play-in tournament. They roll past Indiana. The dude's like 50, man, but he's still playing at a high level, scoring 30-plus points at an efficient level. It pains me to say this. Um, but the Lakers were the best team in the play, and I say the play in tournament in the regular season tournament, and uh, they win the championship of that. And uh, our boy LeBron kind of made us look foolish, and Anthony Davis was incredible as well 41 points and 20 rebounds, which leads me to the L Zion Williamson reports out of New Orleans. 
say that Zion Williamson has been axed repeatedly by team management to get in better shape, has been axed repeatedly to lose weight. And the quote in the Times-Picayune story is Zion said, quote, he just doesn't listen. Coach, um, you're never going to win big with a dude that's making that much money that's not fully bought in. And the fact that we're still hearing buy-in, weight, conditioning, these are all recurring themes. These are all things that he promised us last offseason wouldn't be a factor anymore. They apparently still very much are. Matt Mowitz in, bro. It's, uh, it's getting tough to defend this dude, and it's getting tough to make excuses for this dude because your physical conditioning is on you. And the fact that it's continuing to be a recurring problem, not ideal. Yeah. You, are you tired of this, this story? I, I wish it was somebody yeah. else's problem. But what other organization would still have this story going on? Yeah. Not many. My buddy Richard Fisher always says you're either coaching it or you're letting it happen. Right now they're letting it yeah. happen. I'll give a W to my Clippers. Boy, everybody was laughing, poking fun. Oh, it's a hey, all fun, fun games. The Clippers lost five in a row when Harden got there. Hey, they ain't lost five in a row now. They're nine and three in their last twelve. They dominated the Utah Jazz on Friday, one seventeen to one hundred three. They're gonna beat the snot out of the Blazers tonight. Keep the train rolling. They beat the Nuggets in this win streak. They beat the Warriors in this win streak. They beat the Kings in this win streak. They beat the Mavericks in this win streak. One of the best teams in the NBA right now are the Clippers. Ain't nobody laughing at James Harden anymore. So you saying they got lucky? <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out in May or June, I guess, right? Um, let's see. We got a weekend W that goes to – well, <laughs> I don't know whether or not to give a W or an L to this. Did you see the ending to the Army and Navy game? Yes. It's a W if you bet the over. It's an L if you <laughs> bet the under. Um, Army was leading Navy 17-9. to the total for that game was over under 27 and a half. Ormy has the football late after getting a goal line stand. If they run a quarterback sneak, the game ends 17 to 9, and it goes under. Instead, they realize, hey, there's only like three or four seconds left. We're going to just have our quarterback dance around in the end zone and then take a knee in the end zone. The last play of the game is a safety, 17 to 11. The overbetters now win. The underbetters now lose. I've never seen a more brutal betting beat than that. Congratulations to Ormy for getting the win. And, oh, God help those who lost because of that last-second play. And you know that there were a bunch of them. It's crazy how that works because the, there were so many different things they could have done. Uh, it almost you, you run a snake, what, and it's uh, – I guess you don't want to take a chance, but – I. A fumble, the clock would still run out. Yeah, unless they picked up the fumble, and it it, it was it was very very interesting to see. <laughs> I, yeah. Not gonna allege any shenanigans, but it was very interesting to see. A weekend L goes to the the Detroit Lions. I don't think the Lions are for real, and I've been on that train since they struggled past New Orleans. They get beat up by the Chicago Bears 28-13. to 13. I don't think the Lions are as good as the big dogs in the NFC, which I think are the Cowboys, 49ers, and Eagles. And a weekend W goes to people who root for defense. We had a 3 to nothing game yesterday in the NFL. The Vikings get a 3 to nothing win over Las Vegas. Yeah, the three points came late. The three points came <laughs> very late. 
Um, Justin Jefferson came back into the lineup but got injured again yesterday after taking a vicious hit. Ugh, three to nothing NFL game. There's, there's. A, look, I'll say this. Tom Brady said uh, a couple weeks ago, and he got railroaded for saying this by a lot of people, but I think he's right. Tom Brady said, I watched Sunday. There's a lot of bad football around the league right now. Well, he ain't lying. Yeah. He ain't lying. They got a lot of teams in the NFL that are very, very average at best. That wraps up today. We're going to be at Vanderbilt Catholic, 6.30 on ESPN 100.3. The Terriers are taking on South Plaquemine. We got a busy week, man. Tomorrow we are going to be um, in the tank. South Lafouche will be playing a doubleheader with Central Lafouche, uh, 6 and 7, roughly, for that one. Um, so we've got Vanderbilt tonight for the game of the week on ESPN 100.3. we got South Lafouche and Central tomorrow that you'll be able to hear on KLEB and also 100.3. Wednesday, we're back at Vanderbilt for the girls' basketball game with John Curtis, another game of the week. That's going to be an incredible game. Then Friday, we have South Lafouche taking on Destrehan, just one game, a boys' game. So excited to be back at it, excited to be in the gyms, and uh, can't wait to see how the games shake out. Yes, sir. Ready to go. No doubt. Thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, it has been play-by-play on KLEB. A reminder one more time, the Raging Cajun is ready to spread some holiday cheer. Tune in each weekday to 1600 a.m. and 102.7 FM between 6 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. for a chance to win a free $25 gift certificate from Rouse's Markets. All you got to do is listen for the hog squeal soundbite, which is going to be Buddy Miller making a we're, – we're kidding. It's not actually Buddy Miller. But then you, got, you hear the hog squeal, and then you got to be the fifth caller for a chance to win a $25 gift certificate. The promotion will air from December 4th to December 15th. And it's brought to you by our friends at Rouse's Markets. Prizes will be mailed to winners. Coastal Broadcasting is not responsible for prizes that are lost in the mail. Join Rouse's Markets Bourbon Society to be the first to hear about limited-run bourbons and new releases. Sign up today at cheers at rouses.com to learn more about bourbon brands. Get your holiday bourbon baskets and hard-to-find bourbons at retail prices at Rouse's Markets. I'm not a bourbon guy, but I got family who are, and they do confirm that, that Rouse's is the place to go if you are into that type of alcohol. Let's uh, wrap things up. Tomorrow we got a fun show planned. We're going to talk about the high school results of the day and have some more coaches on. You've been listening to Play by Play. Casey Jiskler signing off. God bless. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.